My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. And welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And I'm Corbs. That's right, Corbs is back. That's right, damn it, I'm here. That's what's got me. And, and you have less beard now. I do. Uh, I went. <laughs> it didn't work, apparently. No, I, uh, I decided to. Uh, I was sick about, uh, say, 10 days ago. And usually when I feel sick, when I start to feel a little better, I shave my head and I shave all, everything off and I just start kind of fresh. So. He shaves off the sick. So you reboot as often as DC does. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So you're, what we're going to do here, because um, anyone that has listened to the Batman v Superman premiere party um, noticed something missing that we always, always do at these premieres. And that would be the after show. That's right. So technically we're tacking on the after show onto... The main show here. So, if you're listening out of order, well, you're gonna find out what we think about the movie before we discuss what we thought was going to be Batman v Superman. Um, and also, Corbs has not seen the movie yet, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, it, it, there are going to be spoilers galore here, so our suggestion is wait until you see it. If well, that that depends on whether you want uh, to, an honest opinion on whether you should go see it. Okay, let's, before you guys talk about it, I read some reviews and seen some crap on Yahoo or whatever, wherever I was searching. I've heard nothing but bad things about it. I mean, is that... You two of you have seen it. We'll, we'll get into that here shortly. Alright. Okay. So, yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're filtering this into a normal, semi-structured episode <laughs> of GeekPod. There's no structure to GeekPod. I usually bring some structure. I didn't this time, though. So do you want to forego it and just get into it, or do you want me to throw the line out there? To throw everybody? the line out there. That's how it works. Gentlemen, what's got you geeked? You can go, Corpse. Uh, for me, it's... Uh, I got three things. I got Starter Baseball. It's coming up April 3rd. First first, uh, first games, April 3rd, April 4th, opening days. Usually that's kind of everybody's opening day, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, next thing is... Uh, this is my favorite time of the year, because uh, the Masters Golf Tournament is uh, April 7th. Starts April 7th, goes April 7th through the 11th. Uh, it's only golf tournament I will sit and physically watch because golf, everybody knows, is boring to watch. But this this is the one that I, that I enjoy watching, and I, I watch it from start to finish when I can. Um, and then the other one is for me is, uh, is Syracuse, the basketball team. Uh, actually, both basketball teams, pardon me. Men and women. Men and women. Men and women. The, the women are in the Elite Eight for the first time ever. Uh, they were actually in the Sweet 16 for the first time ever, and they beat the team that 
Everybody figured was going to be playing uh, UConn for the national championship last night. We watched the game; it was fantastic. Um, and the men, nothing—you can't say anything uh, bad about the men. They uh, weren't even supposed to be in the tournament. Now they're going to the lead eight. So to all those who said they shouldn't be there, you can go fuck yourselves. Yeah. So, Sportsing. So. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So that's that's just got me geeked. I'm just I'm happy. I'm going to be glued to the TV on Sunday watching uh, the women are on that. That will be uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it depends on which part you glue to the TV. That's true. Um, men, the men are on at uh, at six o'clock, and the women are on. I think uh, about two hours, but two or three hours before, so they're on at like one or two on Sunday. So the women and are or, yeah, two o'clock on Sunday for the women, and then six uh, six o'clock for the men. So we'll see. Fantastic. Best of luck to them. Um, what I'm seeing um, across our Facebook is that. Apparently, we we have some of our personal followers, my my wife and I, on Facebook, um, who seem to think that my children, the overlords, are a good luck charm. Have you seen any of this happening through the Facebook? No, I haven't. Um, because the the day before the tournament, Kristen posted a, an entire photo shoot of both girls wearing SU cheerleader outfits, <laughs> and she had them posed in like like cheerleader, you know, ones where Madison laying on her belly with her her chin in her hands with Kylie over with the arms thrust out like a <laughs> drill and they've been winning well so every time before a game we get requests that we need a cheer from the girls to keep the luck going so <laughs> I just thought it was funny and uh, I guess this is the first shout out to my stepfather on the show because he, he's the big stickler for it like he posted to Kristen's page like three times last night make sure we get a cheer from those girls we need this luck and they, the boys the guys pulled it out again so. yes they did that's cute that she does that. You know, I really wanted to do something similar similar to that with my kids, but with scenes from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but my wife won't let me. See, why not? I think it'd be cool. I don't know what kind of luck it would bring her to whom, but hey. Sometimes it's just not about luck. It's just about the fun. Yeah. The good, bloody, chainsaw-y fun. <laughs> I can see a letter coming in from CPS shortly <laughs> after that. <laughs> We'll have to explain to them what a joke is. Right. What's got you geeked, Paul? Hmm. Um, what's got me geeked is the fact that we just got off of the phone with Mr. Samuel Chase from ChaseCon Expo. And uh, had a great interview with him. If it's not out by the time this is out, um, it will be shortly thereafter. Check out the interview. He had a lot of cool things to tell us about the show. Sounds like it's going to be a really good time. Everyone should get out to Saratoga. That's April 23rd and 24th. Is it? It's 24th and 25th. I'm pretty sure it's 23rd and 24th. 23rd and 24th? Okay. Yes. See, I'm referencing notes. 23rd, 24th. Sounds like it's going to be a good time. It sounds like it's much more worth it to buy the weekend pass. Gets you into the... Saturday night after party, as I understand it, which sounds like it's going to be really cool. Yeah, and you know what I thought was interesting is they're going to have the same beer there that they have the uh, the New York Comic Con uh, Defender, uh, which just sounds interesting to be able to see. I mean, there are very few people that actually ever get to have a glass of that. Mm -hmm. It's a limited number of people. Uh, to say that you're among them is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and I am going to go out on a limb here and say, because if, I mean, if they don't know by now, Geekpad is a guest of the con. We are going to be there making the appearance. Um, a two-day appearance. Two-day appearance, yes. Yeah, we're not, just, we're not Saturday only. Um, unless Sam realizes he's made a horrible, horrible mistake and says, yeah, you guys were Saturday only, just get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, but at least I, I, I can't speak for you, but I would assume that 
You'll be attending the after party. Somebody's got to drive you home. That's a long drive. I mean, back to the hotel. Wait, right. if we find a hotel. Yeah. So otherwise, I mean, driving us home might be just passing on the car. So I guess that's going to be at the parting glass. You know, I'm blowing up all of Sam's stuff from the interview. You know what? Never mind. Go listen to the interview and get all the cool details. <laughs> well, there so. you go. All right. Well, guys, this is tough for me because I'm not geeked this week. In fact, I'm going to tell you a story. A fable? Uh, a fable. No, it's not a fable because it actually happened. Is it a bedtime story? Uh, I, I don't think it's going to put anybody to sleep because I'm going to get angrier and angrier as I tell it. So, Wait, you start throwing shit? I'm not, if I was going to throw shit at you, I would have done it when you walked through the door. Okay. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Um, so, yes, we saw Batman v Superman. And um, I, I want to preface this because this will lead into our talk about it by saying thank you to Jeff Watkins again for uh, hosting an amazing event. And thank you to uh, Josh for taking on a lot of the workload for that. Um, I, I certainly don't want how I feel about this to reflect back on them in any stretch of the imagination. Yes, our, our, our feelings on the movie have nothing to do with the event. Yes. The and, event, and, as always, was fantastic. Yes, and, and I really wish we had had a chance to talk to those two after the show because I, I could have used that, the dose of that positivity we talked about in the pre-show after seeing this. So... Everybody knows that I've been, you know, working very hard to, to lose a lot of weight. And one of the little tricks that I have uh, set for myself is it's all about setting goals. And I've discovered that Weight Watchers makes these little 130-calorie Sundays. They have a cookie dough Sunday and they have a peanut butter cup Sunday. Little cup, and every night I have one of those uh, as I'm getting ready for bed. It's kind of like my reward to myself. I generally have a lot of calories left over because I count my calories, and it's kind of like a, a thank you to myself for sticking with my diet. When I got home on Thursday, I ate two. Ooh. Um, I got up the next day, and I was trying to think about breakfast, and I really thought about opening up my fitness pal and creating a recipe that said, I'm so pissed off about Batman v Superman that I'm saying fuck it today. And then my wife said, you know, you really shouldn't emotionally eat. Do you want to go out to breakfast? <laughs> Which was really helpful. So, uh, while I continued to... Uh, uh, talk about the movie all day in a, a not so positive light we proceeded to go out to breakfast then we had to pick my mother-in-law up and then I was like you know fuck it I've been wanting to try that Nashville hot chicken from KFC since it came out and uh, you know I haven't really had a cheat day or anything like that fuck it went to Nashville or went to KFC got the Nashville hot went chicken Nashville. well yeah I wish <laughs> which by the way uh, if I'm geeked about anything I'll tell you guys that Nashville hot chicken is delicious Outstanding. If it's I'll something you want to try, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll ever have a, a day where I can eat it again uh, before it goes away, but I, I was really impressed with it. It was super tasty. We then proceeded to go out to the Cheesecake Factory for dinner. <laughs> and and oddly enough that this fit into the day that I was just like throwing it all to the wind, not throwing the whole diet thing, just like, you know what, we're not going to worry about it today. Um, as I might have told you, Paul, and I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, um, a while back uh, we were at the store and my wife saw this salted car caramel uh, porter at a price shopper. And I don't generally drink on a regular basis, but I was like, you know what, that sounds really good. And when we started dieting, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to set that as my first uh, goal reward. When I get to 300 pounds from 342, just so you know, I'll know it wasn't losing two pounds, and ooh, I reward myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to buy that. That's going to be my reward. Uh, now, I hit that uh, a week or two ago. Very good. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but they stopped selling it at Price Chopper. Ouch. And we found this out, and I was, I was, I was upset, you know, j just because 
it's something I do so rarely anyway. It's a really big treat. I mean, usually I only have a beer when we're camping. You know, pick up a six-pack and it lasts me the whole three days. Um, so I, I was just really let down by this. Not that I was thinking, oh, I, I got to get to 300 so I can have a beer. But it was a really perfect treat. Right. And they stopped selling it. Well, it turns out my wife has researched it and found out where we could still get it, which is Wegmans. And she told me this yesterday. I didn't know this. And I was just like, oh, that's so sweet that she would she would do something like that. Because, I mean, she doesn't like it. I drink a beer. I smell like, you know, beer. She's very sensitive to that, you know, and it's irritating. But she did it anyway because she knew that it was important to me. Um, so we went and we picked that up yesterday. So to top all the other bad eating off, I had that treat. And I'm like, I'm like you know what? I'm not, I can't have another day anytime in the near future where I can justify having a beer after all the crap I've eaten today. <laughs> so I topped it all off with a salted uh, caramel porter from, believe it or not, Genesee. Because really? I, did, I did not know this when she first pointed it out to me. It was yesterday. She was like, yeah, it's uh, from Genesee. And I'm like, the horrible, horrible piss beer from Rochester? I mean, this is the stuff my grandfather used to drink uh, until my grandmother died because she liked it. And then he switched to Old Milwaukee because that horrible beer is apparently better than Genesee. I was not impressed. Until I, I got home and I cracked one open. And I got to tell you, this was amazing. Um, if you're into craft beers, apparently Genesee has, uh, across the street from their normal brewery, they have a, uh, a craft a brewery. brewery. Yeah, another one. <laughs> a good one. Yeah, and uh, they're, what they're doing is they're trying to create small batch really good beers. The first batch of this was limited to something like 20 or 24 barrels, and they donated it uh, all to uh, local bars, I guess, uh, as part of a program where proceeds go to uh, nonprofits. Nice. Interesting. And they delivered them all Friday afternoon. The beer was gone by Saturday afternoon. Wow. This was back in January 2015. Uh, or, yeah, 2015. So they, they did a second batch, and then they eventually started bottling it. Uh, high high reviews, like 17 out of 20 on most beer review sites. Awesome. It's really good. Uh, it's very heavy. You know, one, maybe two. You can't really go more than that because it's so heavy it fills you right up. But I was blown away. It was a fantastic beer. So, if you're interested in that, but yeah, from Genesee. Cho no uh, salted caramel chocolate porter. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's hard. I mean, if I'm pumped about anything, it's that and Nashville chicken because I found it very, very hard to be geeked about anything after watching Batman v Superman. And I'm sorry, Josh, for how negative things are going to get here shortly. I really want to know what he thought of it, too. I, I do, because... In in my mind, I cannot imagine how the amazing fount of positivity that Josh is can spin this in a positive light. I, I guess I just can't see it. I, you know, not that I, yeah. I, it's not that I don't want to see it. I, I just can't imagine that he is not as disappointed as we are. Now, I, I do want to just interject with the fact that I have actually seen people tweeting how much they love this movie. And I don't understand if maybe Josh and Jeff played a joke on us and this wasn't the real Batman v Superman we saw. But, I mean, how can you go out enjoying that? Well, here, here's, here's a, a, a large uh, view of the problem. The movie itself isn't... I don't want to say isn't bad. It's the treatment of the characters and a lot of the themes that are very important to those characters. As an action movie, take if you take all of the superhero um, licenses out of it, it wasn't a, a horrible movie. It wasn't great, but, but it wasn't horrible. I mean, it had great action, great special effects, things like that. Without a doubt. Um, the problem with this movie, I feel, is that it took the soul 
of DC's greatest heroes and pissed all over them. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. You know, it's it, it took a, somebody who's supposed to be a beacon of hope, Superman, and made him a scowling, dour, uh, just not a ray of hope. It made Batman a psychopath. The, you know what? If this movie was, say, Punisher versus Captain Marvel, just to kind of keep the, the power sets the same... It would have been, been a great movie. Yeah, it would have been absolutely fine, because it wasn't necessarily what happened in the movie. It was the characters' motivations, the characters themselves, and, and the the souls that they've had for 50 plus years and I've seen a lot of interviews with Zack Snyder talking about how people are complaining that Batman uses a gun but he used a gun you know back in the early 40s and you know there was you know he references comic like Elseworld things like offshoots of the comics now maybe I'm wrong about this because I don't make big fancy movies but when you're going to base a movie on a property, you generally base it on the core property, not some random offshoots that don't affect canon, for one. Uh, another is, I don't know if I want to take my kids to see this movie. Yeah, it, I wouldn't. I, I will, mine will not see this movie. And, and I, I know you want to make an adult... Or I, I, It's been said that he wanted to make a more adult Batman and all that. You know what? We had a very adult Batman uh, in the Christopher Nolan movies, and yeah, he might have killed a few people here and there, Um with collateral damage, not intentional, okay? This Batman takes a gun from a thug and shoots other thugs, okay? I mean, he deliberately kills. You know that car he used as a flail? Uh, somebody made a good point. Were there any guys still alive in that car when the Batmobile good grabbed point. it? Yeah, good point. And, and, and you know, one, one of the things that, that I found that just blew me away that shows a very, very fundamental misunderstanding of the comic guy, Zack Snyder, says he is. In the very opening of the movie, we get a quick retelling of the Batman origin, which is not badly done. In fact, the, the no, fact it that it was well short, done. it was elegant, I liked it because we've seen it so many times. Here's the issue. Do you know what was wrong with that scene, Paul? Uh, I'm not sure what you're pointing at, and I'm kind of uncomfortable with the way you're glaring at me. Okay. <laughs> I told you it was going to be an interesting show. In every single depiction of the Batman origin story, what does Thomas Wayne do? He gets in front of his family or in some way. He wants to protect them. Yes, good point. Okay, this jackass point takes a swing at the mugger and is responsible for the guy Shooting pulling the them. trigger. Yeah, good point. Uh, okay, yeah. that, that is not the, the Thomas Wayne that informs who Bruce, Bruce Wayne is. Um, that's not the Thomas Wayne I think we've ever seen. In, in, I, I could be wrong. I've not read every single comic in the world. But right there at the beginning, it shows a complete misunderstanding of the character. I, that... It seems like a silly thing until you think about it and realize right from there, that moment informs who this Batman is, the psychopath that he is, you know, 40 years later. I mean, why would you do that? Guy's pointing a gun at you. He wants your stuff. What does he always do? He says, calm down, buddy. Yeah, Reaches okay. for here, his wallet. Happy to give him his stuff because stuff can be replaced. People can't. This guy takes a swing at him. Yeah. I had forgotten about that part, actually. Mind fucking blown, man. I, on so many levels, Superman kills a guy in the first five minutes of the movie. Okay? You realize, with that terrorist in Lois Lane, he could have zoomed the guy up against the wall. He could have stopped there. Not bashed him through three walls, you mean? Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to bash that terrorist through three walls. Now, you could say, well, maybe he uses that. It, it looked like he, human being isn't going to survive that. 
And that that terrorist was not at the hearings. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Which, if they were trying to railroad Superman so badly, if he wouldn't they have trotted him out for yeah. what he did? The guy him? was yeah. dead. He pulverized yeah. him. That he was and a he, goo. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't even think about it because Lois was in trouble. In fact, you know, she gave him a knowing glance, yeah. almost like it was Drop a game. Hands. Go ahead, let's do it. Almost like it's a game they play. She knew that he was going to kill the guy. He knew he was going to kill the guy. But he's a he, he's a good guy. He's Superman. He doesn't like that kind of stuff. I, it's such utter bullshit. Very poor characterizations. Yes, it, I would it, agree. Yeah, I, I mean, the only character I feel that didn't get shit on was Wonder Woman. Well, no, in Alfred, in Alfred almost seemed. I almost felt like Alfred was us watching this movie, going uh, a whole lot of eye rolling. Yeah, yeah, like that's he, what he, I got out of it. And and can somebody please explain to me? You know, Ben Affleck, who is good friends with Kevin Smith, who's a huge Batman fan. I can't believe Kevin Smith is okay. Has he talked about this at all? I haven't seen anything yet. I know he's seen it. I, okay. He was at the premiere. I, I can't imagine he's okay with mm-hmm. that, and I just have a really hard time feeling understanding how Ben Affleck wouldn't have spoken up and said this isn't right for the character. And I mean, Affleck is supposed to be a huge Batman fan. Yeah. Like, that's why he did Daredevil is because he never thought he would get a chance to be Batman. And, and the worst offense here is that if you take away the, pa- or the the fact that he's a psychopath, I feel that that is the strongest Batman Bruce Wayne we have ever seen on screen. He I is agree. amazing until he starts fucking killing people. Constantly. <laughs> Constantly, I mean, what? 40, 50 thugs you think he killed? Just in that chase scene with the Batmobile. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- this is this is not Batman. And, you know, I could almost forgive that because that could be seen as collateral damage, similar to the Nolan trilogy. You know, they're firing at him. He fires some stuff. The car flips over, bursts into flames. Okay, well, he didn't directly do it. It's manslaughter. It wasn't his intention. Until he, again, takes the guns and starts shooting guys. When he takes the gun and shoots the uh, the flamethrower tank. I mean, he knows he's killing that guy. Now, do you know that was almost a direct I, I know. take from Dark Knight Returns, which Zack Snyder is saying, hey, but look, at, I changed it to make it less violent. I let him shoot the tank instead of shooting the guy in the face. I saw that interview. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Not the point. Again, right. goes back to, is, is the Dark Knight Returns canon? No. No. It, it is a potential future Batman. It's been referenced several times. It's not canon. It's not the Batman that, that people know. It's not the Batman my kids can watch. You know, I mean, yep. right, right there at the at the showing, we get our free comics with our ticket that Jeff always gives out with the uh, Cloud City uh, uh, premiere shows. Oh, the trade. Yeah, having to do the trade. I know yeah, I going. had to do the trade because I was given a copy of the Dark Knight Three issue three. Fantastic book. Would love to put that on my shelf. Traded it with Jack for a normal issue of Batman because I take those books that I get at the Cloud City thing unless it's a variant. I take it home and I give it to my four year old. I did not want to give her the Dark Knight Three. Because that is not appropriate for her. And I'm not saying this movie needed to be appropriate for my four-year-old. But right there, that tells you that the the source material is not appropriate for children. But this is Batman Superman. You're selling these toys in Walmart. Walmart is is like Batman Superman headquarters right now. Yes, it is. Um, After watching that movie, even not the R-rated version they say is coming out, you shouldn't be marketing toys. The, the two biggest superheroes are killing people, oh, I don't know, left and right. I, I guess Superman really only killed that one guy on screen. But Batman killed a ton. Yes. This isn't growing up. This isn't heroes in this day and age. That's not how it works. Cops don't, you know, go out and shoot everybody. Generally, we have our exceptions. But the good ones don't go out and shoot people and say, well, he had it coming. And get get away with it. 
most of the time. I, I'm just, I just, I, I had an epiphany with a, a di- uh, I want to say dichotomy, but I'm not sure that's the right that word. That would probably not be the right. Let me explain it, and then you can tell me the word I should okay. be using. Um, we get psychopath Batman through the whole movie, just indiscriminately murder, but then at the end of the movie, he's lecturing Diana about people are still good. Yeah. Irony, I guess, right? Yeah, irony. Poor characterization is what it really comes yeah. down to. And, <laughs> and you know, one of the by, by doing that with the Batman character, you've now taken anything that they tried to do in the past, because we know they, they want to make solo Batman movies. You can't really go back to the past now. I mean, they probably will, but I believe it ruins the character. It's okay to show the Bat broken, you know, cynical, things like that. But if he's actually turned into a villain... It doesn't matter what... I mean, what matters would be what happens after Batman v Superman. Those past movies now, it doesn't matter how good he is. Because he's going to become just as bad as the bad guys that he's trying to stop. Completely ruins the character. I mean, unless they're going to show us... Because I'm still very interested to see the Batman movies that come out from this. Because it was strong characterization for Bruce Wayne for Batman. I like the Batman character if they can just throttle back the whole Punisher tendencies. Yeah. I would be interested to see the story on what drove him to become this way. Like, assuming that they even think there is a honest-to-God Batman somewhere in the past, I would be interested in seeing that. You know, the problem with that, though, is all of the Batman stories that deal with adversity, I mean, going through No Man's Land, Contagion, Nightfall, all of that stuff, it's always him not turning into that and still overcoming adversity, kind of like Spider-Man. Look at Maximum Carnage. He has that moment where he thinks, maybe maybe in order to beat Carnage, I have to be just as bad as him, and then he realizes that he is wrong, and he does the hero thing, which is find another way, okay? I don't feel like you can fix this in the past. You've taken away one of the biggest motivations for this character, and any other story you try to tell in his past is now going to be tarnished by the fact that he throws that away. It doesn't matter how he got there. What matters is he didn't find another way. Batman. This Batman is no longer a superhero. He's a vigilante. Yeah, without a doubt. He's a murderer. He's judge, jury, and executioner, just like the pictures they showed of that one guy, alive, then branded, and then dead. Okay, they didn't explicitly say it, but it's strongly suggested that this isn't just him shooting cars and things like that and shooting guys when they're shooting back at him. It looks like he decided, okay, you're a criminal, I'm going to beat you up, I'm going to brand you with the bat symbol, and then I'm going to kill you, and they took a picture of him in the morgue. That's what that seems to be saying. There was a line about that that I think they were trying to absolve Batman from those murders. They were saying that it seems like anyone that ends up in prison with the brand gets killed in prison. Okay. So, I did catch that line, but I wasn't sure if that's what it was referring to. It still doesn't take away... I mean, in the comics, would Batman ever use a gun? Never. Not except for his first two appearances. Yeah. And then they, you know, started actual characterization. So, no. Yeah, I agree. There's, a gun should never have been in his hand unless it was a grapple gun. Yeah. Although that big-ass, the, the giant slug thrower thing with the, the kryptonite stuff in it looked really fucking cool. Yeah. But did not belong in his hands. In, in all these... Okay, you're listening to me just rant about this movie. And, and it's sad that with the things that it got right, like we talked about afterwards, how it seemed like they had the right pieces, but they put together the wrong puzzle. Um, 
the fight between Batman and Superman was fucking amazing. Phenomenal. It was everything that you would imagine it could be. And, I mean, Batman whipped his ass. One. <laughs> not, not, not like, you know, it was 49-51. He had him there, and he could have killed him if he wanted to. He uh, strongly, strongly beat Superman's ass. It was amazing to see. That's right. We I have to answer for my predictions too. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> and, but still, it, it all feels tarnished because of that. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that they got the character so wrong, and now they're trying to defend. You know that. Oh, we did the right thing because two issues fifty years ago he had a gun. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. I agree. I, I want the money I lost at work by leaving three and a half hours early. I want that money back. I I, I, I mean, I, it seems weird to be this pissed off about a movie, but. I've seen bad movies. I've seen movies where I was disappointed that they didn't do a better job, and I feel like they could have done A, B, and C to make it better. I've never felt this angry or betrayed. Somebody, Warner Brothers spent, what, 250, 300 million to rape the soul of these characters, to turn it into something it's not, and try to tell us, oh, you're wrong. This, This is how it's supposed to be in the year 2016. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. I agree. I do not hold the the actors responsible. Their performances were phenomenal. Yeah, I I'm with, with what you. they went with, what they had to work with, they were fantastic. And that's another one I I'll stand corrected on Ben Affleck as Batman because I've said all the way leading up to this that no thank you. Well, I was wrong. He's a he's a great. Are you sleeping? Was that a snore? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, remind me who who was right about that? You were right about that. Okay. Yes. So Ben Affleck. Probably the greatest Batman we've had since Michael Keaton. I, you know, I don't. I'd say including Michael Keaton, um, only because, and I don't want to piss off Jack. But, He's but, not even here. Doesn't so, matter. Well, here, here's the thing: Michael Keaton was great, but I don't feel that Michael Keaton was really the character from the comics. He he did a really good job, but it wasn't quite the Batman from the comics. Oh no, he was definitely Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and there was nothing wrong with that characterization. Um, ben Affleck feels like the Batman from the comics. I agree. Um, especially that opening the opening scene when he saves that girl at, at the foot of the crumbling Wayne Towers in Metropolis. Yes. Holy crap, that that was super heroic. That it, was it, awesome. At that point I had high hopes. Even though we'd seen the the, the messianic rising the, of young Bruce ascension. Wayne from the cave yeah. by the bats. I, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, do you realize that since technically this movie premiered on Friday, that on Good Friday, Superman died? That's, After all yeah. that, that messianic imagery of him in the sky and all that stuff, and, you know, he's going to r- rise from the dead tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. That, that couldn't have been more over the top. I'm sure that wow. was planned. I am sure that... And, and, and he died from from a spear. Yes. Not quite to the side, but close enough. I mean, was that heavy-handed spoilers. at all? Spoilers. We told him there was going to be spoilers. Oh, yeah, he knew. Let, let me ask you this. In the midst of all of this, Corbs, the, everything you're hearing, the crazy tirades from us... Um, from you? From you? From yeah, us? From me. Us. Just you. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I'm still jumping on. I'm kind of goading him on. Um, do you still want to go see the movie? Well, I was going to take my kid to it. Apparently, that's not going to work. Uh, use your best judgment on that one. Well, apparently, what you're saying, judgment's out the window. Well, apparently, it wasn't the production of the movie, too. So. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, from what you're saying, I mean, this seems like... No, that seems like a movie that you can wait for it to come on. Digital... digital yeah. 
digital on DVD, whatever. Rent it on Verizon, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's, it seems like it's a movie that, like you say, had high hopes. Everybody was looking forward to it, and they came out and just dropped a big giant deuce on the floor. Yeah, I mean... And, I, <clears throat> and, and on your point, I mean, I was looking it up while you were talking. I mean, it had the biggest opening day. It beat Deadpool. I don't know how much, but it made $27 million on Thursday. Oh. There is going to be a severe, severe drop-off, yeah. though, with word of mouth coming out from that. Well, but that's, that's, a, that's what I'm getting at. I looked at it. It's already made over I mean, $126 million. Yeah, that makes me mad. And, and, you know, I don't want to tell people not to go see the movie. Part of me wants to hurt Warner Brothers in their pocketbook. Uh, the other part of me wants them to go see it so they can see how bad it is and then raise hell on social media. Yes, I want everyone to make their own informed opinion on it. I was talking to our, our buddy Al Sedano last night. There was me. Don't mind me, I'm kicking things on the floor. Awesome. He's going to pull a jack on us and turn the power off on everything. Uh, I'm going to pull the damn plug in a minute. I, uh, I was talking to Al and that's what he said. He goes, so how did the premiere go? And uh, um, my response was, uh, and he goes, that good, huh? And I, I said something about I don't. I think it was much to the same way I responded to you. Is I, I really don't want to <laughs> talk about it. <clears throat> and um, he goes, so not quite up to Deadpool levels, huh? And I said, not quite up to Green Lantern levels. Yeah. And he just responded back, oh boy. <laughs> so. But, I, I, you know, you're, you guys are talking about the movie, and obviously it's bad, but I think people are going to now go see it just to see how bad it really is. I mean, I think it's going to make the money they're saying it's going to make only because, like you're saying, it's so bad that people are going to want to go out there and see how fucking twisted and messed up you it is. You know what? I think I just figured it out. If you want to go and see it as a good movie, show up an hour and a half into the showing. Like, what when... They get all of... I'm not wasting $15 to show up for an hour, for an hour movie. You should. Because then you might come out and be like, wow, that movie was awesome. Because, I mean, once... The... I'm using this liberally. Speak. Using Speak. the word liberally. Story comes together. And it actually, like, all the chain of events are set into motion. Would you agree with this? It gets cool. Well, like when when the action finally fucking starts. The, the action was cool. You and I differ in the fact that I don't mind slow buildups. I mean, I can sit there and watch a three-hour movie where the, the payoffs in the last ten minutes, as long as it was worth it. I agree. No, I agree with that one hundred percent. I can deal with with story. I like characterization. I, I don't mind watching the story build. But me being a twenty-some-odd-year comic veteran, I should not be sitting for the first hour of a Batman Superman movie. Looking around the theater going, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you're referencing the weird stuff like the visions and all that. Yeah. You notice the only person that really had visions in that, well, other than the, vision, the one Superman had on the mountaintop, which I don't even know what the fuck that was supposed to be. My point exactly. Um, Batman is psychotic and he's seeing shit. <laughs> not not just visions while he's sli well, sli well I guess that, that he was still asleep and, with the yeah. flash thing yeah and do, do you can you tell me I mean, maybe you've researched it what did flash say to him because a the character was not recognizable as flash there right. was no even slight hint at an explanation of what that could be and I couldn't understand a fucking word he said because of all the ridiculous echo yeah shit. so so what I caught of it and I have not gone back to research it is apparently this was a direct nod to crisis on infinite earths okay and what he says 
what I could pick out. I mean, what what happens is it, it's a dream within a dream that you within find out. Dream? It's you see the things where he's in the desert when he's got his duster on, Batman, and he's you know fighty fighty, sure. shooting people in the desert. Okay, it's a nightmare thing of the future. I'll so, agree. It's a nightmare. Just shut up and listen. No, I'm trying to explain it to you because otherwise Not I can well. just continue the discussion with him. Not well. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? They, you, you've seen that, okay? They, yes. So what that is is basically, uh, it looked like Bruce had his own group of resistance fighters. It was a future where Superman had taken over. Yes, but had Superman taken over? I mean, granted, I know we saw Superman's SS, like his, his Nazi party, uh, show up and ambush Bruce, Bruce, Batman's group because I can't barely fucking talk. Um, but they they clearly showed the Omega logo and True. parademons all of the parademons which is a very heavy handed reference to Darkseid which which is interesting because why would he be dreaming about Darkseid that's why I'm thinking that this all has to do with the Flash pushing a vision he wasn't really dreaming okay. this was really a vision and that's why the, all of a sudden you see this burst of electrical activity and through it comes a guy wearing silver armor with hints of red. Yeah, and it looks and he's like... he's thrusting his hand out at you. And it's all distorted because it's supposed to be all, like, timey-wimey, freaky shit. Sorry to even align Doctor Who with that. But. Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> and he literally thrusts his hand out at Bruce, and he starts... like He thrusts out in the middle of a sentence. Like, he starts in a middle of a sentence, and he says something about, it's her, it's always been her... Save Lois. And then he just, like, looks almost at the camera, it seemed like, and he goes, am I too soon? I'm too soon. And then Bruce wakes up. That's what I caught from all of that. Okay, you caught way more than I did because I couldn't understand any of what he said. Well, I had read before that supposedly Flash's cameo was going to be something to that effect where he was, like, trying to be... He was going to be futuristic in nature and some... So when I saw that start to happen, I just... That's what I took note of is, okay, that's supposed to be Flash. What... My, myself, not knowing that that cameo was going to be there, it was like, do 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 crazy dream sequence. What, what the what? fuck is going on right now? Yeah, I, I couldn't understand what it what what he said or who it was. Yeah, until I think you you said or you said to me that's Flash or something. You you said something to me, and I'm like, and it's oh, only man. because I knew. You know what I mean? Yeah, your average moviegoer isn't going to have any idea what the fuck that is. That would be like, um, what's another what's another uh, movie? Let's pick one that's more serious. Um. Okay, I, this is my equivalent of it. This would be if in the middle of Avengers, uh, the, the original Avengers movie, they're having the big fight sequence, and then that one scene when all the Avengers are together, some random guy walks on and says, would you guys like hot dogs? Am I too soon? And walk away. Except the guy is a fire hydrant with legs. Was that, that good? That reminds me of a character <laughs> from one of Kylie's shows, actually. But, uh, fire hydrant with legs? Kind of. Right. Mutton stuff. Check it out. Compared <laughs> to the one and only ever. I just put it in my phone. It would make okay. that much sense to an average movie yeah. goer. So that was it for the flash? It was just the... No. Okay, well. No, there was one more thing. Now just sort of going to shut the fuck up. No, that's okay. It's a good question because it does lead us into the cameos. How did you feel about the cameos? Uh, you know, 
I know a lot of people are pissed off about that. Um, I first I didn't think that they would be able to have real on-screen cameos anyway, with so much going on anyway. I couldn't imagine how they could do that. I actually don't have a problem with that because that gave them an opportunity to show them all in a way that made sense. Yes, I agree. I did think it was well done. I thought Wonder Woman's was a little heavy-handed with the whole thing that, that her MacGuffin for being there. Yeah. Um, but basically what it is is Lex has files on all these metahumans that apparently no one else seems to know about. Yeah. And oddly enough, he's not only named them all, but giving them all, giving them all their logos. Just, just so you know. Alright. <laughs> but at one point, Batman hijacks all of Lex's data. And when they finally crack it, he finds out that he has a metahumans folder on there. And each one of them has, like, surveillance footage in them. That's where we get our cameos for everybody. Um, and now, because of that, I'm also going to go back to my predictions and say I was wrong. No Green Lantern in it. Um, but... He was busy doing other things. Apparently. Hopefully avoiding this movie like The Plague. Um, He's wearing a red suit. We have... Three cameos, not including the Wonder Woman one, because, you know, she has a larger part yeah. in it. Of the three, why the fuck is Aquaman getting action figures? That's a good... Well, because he's the only one we actually see in, in a suit. You know, you can argue that Flash was in the suit in his little time travel thing, but you can't tell what that suit looks like. Right. So I would say that it, we definitely got the fullest look of him, because Cyborg was being constructed... Which was fucking cool. Yeah, that was pretty neat. That was really and grotesque. A little dark, yeah. Yeah. A little creepy, but really fucking cool. Yeah, and you the whole movie's dark and creepy. Uh, Well, I mean, out in the comics, was was uh, Cyborg really only you know two arms and half a torso? Yeah, there was only there wasn't much left of him after the accident. Yeah. And what they really don't do well, and I'm sure they'll describe it better when he gets a movie if you know the plan sticks after this. they really didn't do a good job of pointing out the fact that that's his father who is trying to save him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, and they could have. They, they could have. I mean, he did mention his name at the beginning of the recording, but, I mean, if I ask you, do you even know what Cyborg's real name is? Right. Did you even know who Cyborg is? Yeah, I watched Teen Titans go. <laughs> do, you, do you know what his secret identity is or anything like that? No. So the average moviegoer, it means nothing to anybody else. Granted, I understand that that's usually what a, a Easter egg is. Yeah, but shouldn't an Easter egg give a person the opportunity to research things? I, I don't feel like there was even enough in that scene for someone to go and try to find out about no. it. And especially with whatever the fuck that thing was that he had in his hand. Which I'm going to kind of go on a limb and say that that was a mother box. That's the general consensus, yeah. So. Like He's like, a mother box? What? He, he just made the poops. I saw that face. <laughs> no, I did not make the poops. I make the boobs, you'll know the boobs. Oh, I know them. And so will Paul's um, chair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So now I, I, I've digressed on the tree. Oh, and the fact that I, just, I really can't stand the kid that's going to play the Flash. I'm, what, is that because we have such a strong characterization on the show, or do you just not like him in general? Um, I just don't like the, the look. I, I shouldn't say I don't like him because we've seen nothing of his characterization. But the fact that he still has long hair and a ponytail... That is so not Barry Allen in any way, shape, or form. So that bothers me. So cut your fucking hair. Well, apparently he already did. 
Good. Well, thank you for being proactive. I appreciate it. Oh. See that Paul's got, or he's got a headache down there. Wait oh, I have an ass ache the size of a, a mega block, blockbuster. <laughs> a blockbuster hemorrhoid? Yeah. It's called uh, Batman v Superman. Don't crap. Shouldn't it be um, the people v Batman Superman at this point? <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> should be. Hashtag. I mean, way, way to take, okay, you know what? Uh, at the end of the last movie, we showed Superman trying to defend the human race. Now we're going to make them hate him again. Oh, and let's make them, let's make them hate him even more. Let's make the audience hate him even more. That worked. Uh, and honestly, how many different storylines, like comic book storylines, can you lift and try and shove into one movie? Yeah, you know, that's what I didn't see coming, is I didn't see Death of Superman coming in this, even though I Spoilers. knew that... Yeah. Even though where did he die? Okay. He's come back to life at the end. Even though uh, I knew that Doomsday, I mean, I thought Doomsday was going to be in it. I, I did not think that they would go there, only because in order for the death of Superman storyline to work, you have to care that he dies. Man of Steel did not do that. At least one more movie in between might have done that, but they make it look like the the people care. Even though I mean. 20 minutes earlier, the people, you know, were rallying. him in effigy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now they're, like, so sad that Superman's dead. I don't feel like it was a natural progression. I mean, there's no reason he, Lex couldn't have used Doomsday and then brought him back for that storyline a couple movies from now. It didn't have to happen in this movie. I mean, everything could have played out the same, with the without exception of that, him dying. Because yeah. now I don't care. And now we're going to start the Justice League without Superman. I, well, I told you exactly how that's going to work. I know we it wasn't you I said in the discussion with was it? I don't think so. Certainly wasn't me. <clears throat> it must have been at work. What's gonna happen is we're gonna roll into the Justice League, we're gonna go the formation through Justice League part one, start into it, have our cliffhanger ending. Superman's gonna be resurrected for Justice League Part Two to come in and save the day. He is gonna be the defining moment for defeating Darkseid. And you know, with without any chance to build the character up, I don't care. Me either. It's like, oh yeah, kind of saw that coming. So yeah, I mean, it's such a huge, huge error there. I don't know if that's trying to build the world too fast, or what. I mean, they they had an opportunity, especially with other movies coming up, to weave um, Superman throughout those movies and and make his death and eventual resurrection matter. Uh, the fact that this movie is doing so well is going to cement that this is the definitive DC cinematic universe which just sucks now yeah. I don't see how they can backpedal on the things they've done I don't see how they can retcon it I mean the only we're not going to get an actual accurate portrayal of Batman now for 10 years at least yeah at least um, if ever now uh, it, it's just so much relied on this movie and it was such a letdown for me to know not only the potential wasted in this movie, but now the next 10 years of DC movies are going to have to deal with a world that is not right. I agree. I mean, I just don't know where it can possibly go from here. And well, not why. But, but oh. that's, the th that's the thing. They, 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 not only did they, they hurt this movie, but they hurt all past and future potential. I, I will never be able to watch Ben Affleck's Batman now in anything without remembering what a psychopathic, uh, psychopath. <laughs> can I do that? You can. Uh, what, what, what a psychopath he was. 
That that's always going to be baggage with that character now, no matter what they do with it. Any heroic deed he performs will always be stained by that. Okay, the fact that Superman would kill to save his girlfriend will always be stained by that. Dan is a boy who is super pussy whipped. First, he just shows up in the desert to save Lois out of the blue. Which, as we find out, was whole, Lex's whole plan to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then, we're in the midst of an extinction-level battle in Metropolis with this genetic monstrosity. And he stops mid-fight to go rescue his girlfriend again. And just completely abandons the people who are trying to help him save this city. And he just takes off to go save his girlfriend again. Granted, yes, I understand it moves the story forward so they can get the spear to yeah. finish the battle. But so he's just like, peace fuckers, go see my girlfriend. Go get her, pull, pull her out Lucky of the Lucky for him, Gotham's only across the river from Metropolis, right? Right. I thought that was supposed to be Bloodhaven. Uh, no, I think that was Gotham. That no, was no, Gotham. no, no, no. I'm saying in the comics, isn't Bloodhaven across the river from, from Gotham? Gotham? Yeah. yeah. Um, but now that's Metropolis that's across the... Yeah, which which makes me wonder, how the hell does uh, the Battle of Zod, where they're throwing each other all across the, the place and through buildings, how did that not hit Gotham? I mean, you can see Gotham from Metropolis. Yeah, you can see the best signal from Lex's building. It, it, the, Seriously. Yeah, they're that close. Literally, it, w it would be like... Liverpool... Like where where the parkway is is Gotham, the other side of where Destiny is would be Metropolis. Yeah, that's what I get from it. That, that's what it looked yeah. like to me. Fairmount Fairmount is Metropolis. Liverpool is Gotham. So uh, I guess Easy. I'm Batman now. Easy. That makes me Batman. <laughs> that, so I'm gonna go start killing people later. <laughs> you, you know. Let me leave first. <laughs> you know another thing that I I'm betting that they had to really creatively do. Don't do it. Not, not that uh, this really falls into the uh, I hate this movie section, but holy crap, how many takes did they have to do to make it so that Amy Adams' nipples didn't show up during that bath scene? I mean, that was like <laughs> as graphic as it could be without... I, I was... Yeah. You know, not that I have a problem with seeing her naked. I mean, she's an attractive woman, but but seriously, Corbs, when you see this, it was like, are they good? And, and then they didn't, but damn... I Very mean, close. Naked in the water, moving all over the. It, I mean, that had to be strategic. Zack yeah. Snyder has seen her nipples. <laughs> it has to have been. Um, it, usually, if they do a bath scene in this kind of a movie, the person's just down in the bath and that's it. But yeah. no, she definitely kept getting up, so they didn't almost went there. And, yeah. Um, that was just weird for this kind of a movie. Yeah. Well, that seems to be the running theme. So that took you kind of out of that scene as well? The whole thing, I mean, the just the whole fact that everything is just uncharacteristic for this this movie. Just, and the, the dangling plot threads really bothered me. Yeah, I'm going somewhere else. We didn't get to see any dangling Kryptonians, don't worry. <clears throat> yeah, Zod apparently had his uh, genitals removed before he was turned into Doomsday. Well, see, that's part of the deformity. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get that from Lex? Right. <laughs> So, Lex, I know Jesse Eisenberg played him. How was how was he as as Lex? I mean, over the top. But it, it wasn't as annoying as everyone was saying. Like, I didn't mind Lex. He he's definitely a different Lex. That's not Gene Hackman. Definitely not Gene Hackman. He's not Kevin Spacey. And he's not the comic book version. No, no, by any no. stretch of the imagination. Um, okay. just I just wanted to ask. I mean, 
I don't think we were getting a legitimate Lex, though. And I've, I've told you my, my theory on this already. You got theories? Go I have theories. What's your theory? My theory is this whole thing was put in motion because of Darkseid. Darkseid is controlling Lex. Well, that would make sense, because he certainly seemed to have a lot of knowledge about something coming that he really shouldn't have. His whole tirade at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that he is... he He's a puppet in this. And that's what you're going to find out in the beginning of Justice League. Is that's His characterization was so weird and out there. Like, just his random, like, I'm a crazy person shit. Yeah. And all of the strings he's pulling in the background. And, I mean, he obviously knew who both of them were. Yeah. So, there was definitely more going on than what they're letting on. I'm really hoping that by the time Justice League doesn't come out, we're, we're changing our doesn't tune on... Did you just say doesn't? Uh, Freudian slip. I guess I'm hoping that it doesn't come out <laughs> at this point. I, I'm thinking that by then, I'm hoping we don't change our tune and be like, wow, it's Jack, Jack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Jack Snyder will do a better job with the next <laughs> one. Um, Zack Snyder is a genius. I'm hoping that isn't <laughs> what comes out after this. Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, filmmakers are allowed to have a larger goal. Um, but even if the event, the eventuality of, of all this, what happens is Flash does come back and changes everything and we get Flashpoint and Batman's not a psychopathic murderer anymore, I feel like it's already been done. You know, I mean, yeah. th those characters should have their moral cores without, you know, changing the timeline and interference. Um, well, I, I mean, and I hope, I mean, really, should they be looking that far ahead? I mean, are the next movie, are we going to get Crisis on Infinite Earths, Flashpoint, and New 52 all in the same movie? Yes. Because that, that... Yes, would, we are, yeah. actually. That's exactly what Justice League Part 1 is about. Part 2 is going to be a whole new set of stuff that they haven't written in the comics yet. Yeah. Justice League Part 2 will be DC Rebirth. Ah, well, DCU and then DC Rebirth. What, what was DCU, anyway? Uh, it was about five minutes. Okay. Did it change anything? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. I, you know, I didn't mind Lex Luthor. It, it didn't. At least I didn't come away from the character feeling of betrayed, um, because he's a bad guy, and bad guys do bad go thing. with the time. Well, yeah, and they go with the times. And having him be like a tech billionaire kind of makes sense. Get that's a change to this day and age that makes sense. Not Batman killing people and shooting people. Uh, Lex Luthor being more of a uh, Mark Zuckerberg kind of a character makes sense I if you it. want to yeah, move it I into agree. the future. And. I almost think that at the very end, uh, maybe you saw that look on his face and maybe that Lex we see next time, if he's not being controlled by Darkseid, will be more evil, more controlled, still wacky, but a little bit closer. I could see that, the events of this movie, moving him a little closer to the Lex we know. Um, but I, I'm not bothered by it. You look like you wanted to say something, Corpse. No, it's just you said that he Lex Luthor was kind of a Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I was about to jump on this, too. What did I... You've seen Social Network? I have not seen Social Network. The, okay. the well, Facebook movie, basically. Okay. He played Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, then. There you <laughs> go. So, you said that Typecasting. I was like, I was like yeah. Jesus. Well, the way I, I, I'm focusing in now is um, the Social Network was the Lex Luthor origin story. So that was actually the first DCU movie. So. <laughs> and, he, and him at the end, sitting at the end, hitting the refresh button, waiting for his ex-girlfriend to accept him, drove him insane. Yes. Yep. Change his name to Lex Luthor. 
speed all ties in now. Now the movie seems a little better. Right. Zack Snyder's a fucking genius. You know, a lot of people are pissed off about the reason that um, Batman didn't kill Superman. And I actually, that's one of the few things I don't have a problem with. Um, how do you feel about that? I thought it was kind of ham-fisted, the way they did it. But I also get it. I liked how it was done. I mean, it makes him realize that Kale might be an alien. But he's still, quote unquote, human. Yes, I don't. It humanizes think that him for Bruce. Yeah, he yeah. never stopped and considered that Superman might have a mother, and right. that was. Uh, I I actually thought that that was well done. Um, I I can understand what people are saying, but I mean, you needed something there, and I think that anything else they they had come up with would have been more contrived. No, I, I was okay with that. There was a lot of parts of the movie individually that I was very okay with that yeah. I liked. It's just, they couldn't fucking put it together into one movie. It did not make one nice, coherent movie. Right. I almost feel like I saw two movies. Like, because the first, all the lead up to that was just this weird, fucking, out there, what the fuck is going on movie. And then we get a really cool superhero flick, like, on the last half of it. And I would like to mention, these premieres, we're seeing a lot of ovations like everyone's excited for them yes there was one ovation for this movie just and one just one and uh, no it wasn't for the ending when whatever was relieved they could get up and go home um it was Wonder Woman's first appearance you're wrong no oh, no I am the, wrong the, the biggest ovation yes. that happened during this movie was when uh, our hero Jeff Watkins made it at the last minute in time to see the movie that was bigger than any other ovation that happened true. during the movie <clears throat> I discounted that one because it wasn't part of the movie. But yeah, yes, but, but right. it's very telling that, that we were more excited and happy to see that Jeff managed to make it despite what was going on uh, to see the movie since, you know, he's the one that, you know, he's the guy yeah, to set the whole party. thing up. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, and at the end of the movie, I mean, all these we've been through, too, I've never seen people just get up as soon as the credits hit. Gone, yeah. I mean, even if there's not going to be an after credits, people usually take two seconds Look at the person next to him, check their phone. No, half the audience stood up the second words appeared on the screen and walked yep. out. Gone. Was there any post credit? No. No. The credits were oddly short, though, weren't they? They're such well, a to be movie. associated with it. <laughs> <laughs> they all have to have their name taken off. Did, did, of you, did you think that? No, they, they seemed like they hustled right along. Yeah. Especially with as many like thank yous and acknowledgements all the comic creators had. Because there was a big block of them. That I got to give them credit for. Total class on um, Warner Brothers' part on that. Like, I'm, I'm talking, like, a block of thank yous to comic book creators. That's important to me. I think they that deserve their due. should be important to everybody. Yes. Now, are, are you done ranting? Have you got it? Do you feel like you've got it out of your system? Do you his rant like gets raids. Enough? We're not going to a rave. What? No, his rant gets raids. <laughs> do, do you feel like I've said enough? I don't know how much more we can go into it without just looking like we're just petty picking well you know people already might think that I, I am I'm okay with this who cares people think of you well yeah. obviously I hang I out don't. with you guys I so I don't right I don't give a shit you know what it all just comes from this movie really upset me that much and I, I I'm not the kind of person that I mean when Doctor Who does stupid shit and all the other things I like to do stupid shit I don't usually get this upset um, I'm surprised that this bothered me so much to the point me too. Where, not, not you, I mean myself included. Yeah. To the point that on the way home from uh, the uh, Cheesecake Factory last night, 
Did you drive your car into the no, bridge? No, my wife was driving, luckily. Oh. <laughs> um, Avery, my uh, four-year-old from the back, goes, Daddy, you've been talking about this movie all day. Even the four-year-old picked up on it, that, mm -hmm. that it actually affected my day. The next day, my entire day, I was upset. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm not thing. I'm not like that. I'm not a fanboy. I don't usually... I don't think you've ever seen me like this, Paul. No. I've never gotten... Like, even with as bad as Green Lantern was, I came out of it and I was like, well, you know what? It wasn't great, but I still had a good time. Yeah. And now Green Lantern is one of my favorite characters ever. And I should have been offended by that movie. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, hey, you know, they can try it again. This one, I came out fucking furious. And confused and hurt. I was like, I think it came out, I actually said it when we were in the parking lot walking back. I really don't want to hate this movie. But I kind of have to. Like, I, I've never gotten mad at a movie before like this. You kill things with the screen? I probably would have, but we ate all the popcorn. And we wouldn't do something like that at uh, Jeff's. No, we mean. wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do that anyway. I'm, I'm past that age where I have You sound like you're it was sore, but it was. Does everything feel different now? <clears throat> yeah, did, did the world, the world has Street? changed. What? Did you get rid of Main Street? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's our Deadpool reference. Outstanding. Um, I, I would like to. I really wish we wouldn't have done this whole rail on it before he saw it because I would love to get his honest opinion of what he thinks. Being like the comic book outsider. Instead of being one of us crazy bastards. Well, now, now, you said the comic book outsider, not the comic book outsiders. Right, no. Okay, just making sure. Right. Couldn't we have given that to Zack Snyder Seriously. to destroy? Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm really done. I actually want to go back into my predictions now and um, answer for everything I've done. Would you like to read off the predictions and we can... That way I we can... read your chicken scratch. Dude, I saw what you wrote down on that other piece of paper. You have no room to talk, sir. Can I say I got handwriting like a doctor? You wish. No, I have handwriting like a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Oh, I thought you said you wanted to give a hand job to a doctor. Sorry. Just me some money. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Batman vs Superman predictions. First one, no clear-cut winner in the fight. I was totally wrong on that one. Yeah, you were. Very, very wrong. Yes. Apparently. We will get... Cameos from all of the Justice League of America. Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg. I don't know who GL is. But nothing of substance. <laughs> okay, GL is Green Lantern. Um, so I was wrong on that. Um, would that be a correct assumption, though? None of them were really anything of substance? I, I would say so, yeah. That Flash one may turn out to be something of substance later on. Yeah. But it's not now. Aquaman's was more like... What is that camera doing in my kingdom? Yeah. His was a really cool cameo. It, it I was. Him that. that was cool. Okay. <clears throat> you noticed that when he hit the camera, there was a flash. It, it showed color for a brief second, and the, there was orange and green in the suit. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that. Very cool. Although I thought it was weird that he uh, uses the trident to hit the camera, and then swims away without it actually being broken. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like, point. like would Aquaman make that mistake? Right. <laughs> he would fucking destroy that thing and then swim away. Maybe there was a second one, I don't know. Next one. Wonder Woman is the breakout character. Did I really spell character wrong? Are you making fun of that? Or? No, I'm just making fun of it. Why? Because you can? Exactly. Um, 
I don't know if she had enough screen time to really be the breakout character, but I think she basically comes out looking the best. Absolutely. Out of all of this. I mean, that that made me excited for a Wonder Woman Yes, I actually want to see the Wonder Woman movie now. And that seems to be the general consensus. All the people that were saying she's too skinny and all that kind of stuff are now like, holy crap. She was fucking awesome. Bad Bad ass. Badass. And they did everything. Sword, shield, lasso. I did not think we were going to see the lasso. Did you see the invisible plane? No, because it's invisible, dummy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was really happy, and I could have I could watch a movie with her and. Uh, <laughs> I cracked myself up at least. <laughs> I could watch a movie with her and Bruce Wayne, or her and Batman. I think that would make a great movie. I'm pretty sure they already made that porno. <laughs> Just saying. Now that you say that, I saw some comments that said. After watching this movie, I'm betting the porn parody will be better and make more sense. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> and have true. a more coherent story. From what I know, from what I've heard, I have not actually seen any of the porn parodies. This is a thing now. They do all these yeah. for like all these big movies, and usually the production values and the costumes are better than the real movies. Well, I shouldn't say production values. I don't know about that. What kind of production do you need? Chicken wow. There you go. It's just the costumes usually are more faithful. No, I'm right. sorry. No, you're talking about porn. Keep right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a subject he can actually comment right, on. Right, yeah. Hey, I watch a lot of porn. Leave me alone. Doomsday will evolve into a more classic look by Films End. Ish? Ish, yeah. That's where they were going with it, at Doesn't least. Doesn't say ish on here. Yeah, I know. I, so I I said you get half credit for that one. I'd wish they'd taken it just a little bit farther. That last form should have looked like Doomsday, unless they're saving him again. Which now that he's already killed Superman, there's no point to ever see him again. Right, he's done his job, even if it's temporary, which they made relatively clear at the very end. I, well, you know, did they? I, again, that the dirt slightly starting to come up off his casket. I don't know what that means. It's I, mean, it, I, I know it's supposed <laughs> to mean the there's something going on. I just feel like that. Whatever they wanted to use to let the audience know that there's something going on with Superman could have been clearer. That was far too vague, and I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I mean, the only thing, I, a special effect I can think of is that happens right before he takes off and flies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are you saying that his dead body is about to yeah, fly out of the... Launch out of the grave. I, I, I just feel like it, it, these guys get paid gazillions of dollars to make this movie, or these movies. Somebody could have come up with something a little better than that. It was almost too vague. More of a... Hello? <laughs> not dead. Not, <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Do, do you agree with me, though? It was it was almost... In a movie that showed too much most of the time, it was too little. Yeah. It was just an odd... I mean, they, they, they spelled it right out for you that something was happening. They wanted you to see that happening. But they didn't really... If you blinked, why. though, you might have thought the dirt bounced off when she <laughs> dropped it in the casket. You know, it was... Maybe it did. Maybe it was more rubberized. That's not what it said when I was reading the reviews. What did it say in the reviews? The ground started to shake like he was still alive. I didn't see any ground shaking. No. I didn't notice well, that. The, not the, the dirt moving. Jesus well, Christ, no, don't literally, smack you. No, no, because I wasn't sure if I missed something. Something's because literally what we saw was like the dirt like started to rise up like it was anti-gravity. But it was less than half a second. Yeah. Like that's how it literally... So what was we it like... No, I'll make a reference to... Uh, League of the Extraordinary Gentlemen at the end when they bail on Al- buried Alan Quartermain. You guys know what I'm talking about? I've seen yeah. the movie, but it's we're talking about at the very end, he, like where he, they take him back to Africa, bury him. He can't die when he's in Africa, type of shit. Yeah. 
So he, they bury him, he comes back, starts to come back to life. That was what the they were going to make the second movie, but the first one <laughs> sucked ass. Type of thing. So, something to that effect, I would assume. Well, I, see, I, I don't know, again, because it was half a second of film. And, I, I, again, is that something that happens when Superman's healing? The dirt fly, starts to fly like it does before he takes off? I mean, that it's that's not something that we have a reference point with him healing. Uh, so, I, I, I you assume that's what it means, but I just felt I felt it could be clearer. Yeah. I, what you're saying seems like everything could be a lot clearer. Yes. And, and you know... Uh, that that scene, which is pulled directly from the Dark Knight of Superman after the nuke, um, yeah, that's right off the page. But again, I felt like for a person who hasn't seen the Dark Knight Returns, that might have been a little confusing. I know they briefly touched on the sun giving him his powers, but I feel like in this movie it wasn't mentioned. Yeah. And that could have confused people. Or you know what could have helped? If while he was in that emaciated state, he opened his eyes, you can see. Because what it looked like is he died, mm-hmm. and then the sun came out and brought him back to life. Which is that's, not a superpower that they've given this guy in the this movie series. Yeah, that's kind of what I took from it. Is like he was pretty. I, I w- didn't figure he was dead. It was too early in the movie for that. But he was definitely fun. Yeah, they nuked Superman, by the way. It's, he got nuked in the atmosphere. Yeah. Which, that was also a very cool visual. And I was like, wow, he kind of looks like Bizarro there. Yeah. Um, I just felt if his eyes were open or they showed something to show that he wasn't dead, it would have made more sense. Oh, he's close to dying, but the sun brought him back. That would have made more sense. Right. Uh, I think that could have confused some people because now they think, you know, Superman comes back to life in the sun. He's like a daffodil. <laughs> the sun There you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you had to give it out of our five-star rating we do, when we review movies. And you have to give it at least a half a star. <laughs> there has to be to. something. Yes, he does. These are my rules, damn it. I give it a negative star. You, you haven't even seen it yet. You can't say. Well, what does a two work out to? A two out of ten? That would be... That used to do out of five. Yeah. Well, That'd be like a 40, right? I give it a two. Okay. Because um, Jack texted me that night, like when he should have been driving home. Yeah. And he said he gives it a four. Out of five? Out of ten. I think out of ten. Let me Four out of ten. Because he seemed a little off afterwards as well. Uh, Well, because we didn't give him his opinion yet, so. (laughs) Oh, man. It's just shit. He's off anyways. That that was awful. That was was awful. You should apologize. I will not. (laughs) No, I'll I'll apologize for you. the, The fight scenes were amazing. Uh, the effects were amazing, and like the performances of the actors, um, I liked. So I can't give it a half a star. Right. I mean, it just just on base that, that it exists in film format. Um, but I think a forty is appropriate because those are the, the the fact that it exists as a film, and people put effort forth, are about all I can give it credit for. Right. And marketing. <laughs> yeah. A lot. There was a, a lot. lot. Like, and I, I was lot. telling. Kristen last night we were watching uh, we're catching up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and as I'm fast forwarding through the commercials there's a ton of Superman Batman commercials because this was Wednesday so the media blitz was in full force and I looked at her and I said you know just watching the commercials makes me angry now like the fact that there's even reference to this movie dude I I was at the mall last night and I saw Coldstone Creamery sign when they're Batman v Superman Sundays and that made me angry Everywhere in the mall we walked, I saw more stuff that pissed me off. It's 
fighting the start of the mall. Don't we usually like walk miles in there? I don't know. It's in the mall. I know where it is. But you know, given given the, the logic of this movie now, I'm expecting uh, to go to Walmart and find uh, some new action figures of like you know Timothy McVeigh and Jeffrey Dahmer and things like that because that, that's appropriate. The heroes. Yeah, that 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 would be appropriate. Um, I did see last night that they are now pushing wave two of the movie figures, of the big the big, expensive ones. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Lex. And Nightmare Batman, and they still have somebody grayed out. Like, I don't know who the surprise character could be. Doomsday? You would think if they're going to do Doomsday, they do him as a builder figure that with the size of him. This is true. So I don't, I'm not sure what it could be. Because they've already done Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and then now we're getting, oh, and they've done Armored Batman, now Nightmare Batman, and Lex. That's a good point. A quarter of a cyborg? <laughs> KG Beast? You know that was him, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Maybe it's the Jimmy Olsen figure with the hole in his head. Yeah. Oh, you read that too? Yeah. yeah. That's How 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 great is that? Because yeah. Zack Snyder's fucking awesome. Um, at the beginning of it, there was a photographer in the desert scene that gets killed pretty quickly because you find out he's CIA. Zack Snyder came out and said, Oh, we didn't tell you, but that was Jimmy Olsen. So, there you go. <clears throat> this is not the right place to make a joke like that. Right there, right around <laughs> you. Do you want the one that'll hurt or the one that will uh, cause damage? Right, no, no, make you believe both. <laughs> okay, um, so let's try and move on. Do you have anything else you would like to touch upon, Hugh, or do we no, want to roll into no. the end of this? Well, we, we need to roll into the news. Now, Corbs, I know you had to leave. Do you need to get going? Yeah, i got to get going. Why, why don't we pause, and, and we'll, you know, because Corbs has uh, something to do today, and we'll pick this up with the news. All right, let's do that. Let's give Corbs a chance to say goodbye. What? Just for you, to tell everyone oh, goodbye. Just for me? It's all just about me? Yes. Yay! For a second. No, uh, I do apologize for having to leave. Uh, it's fine. I'll let you know. I'm going to my, uh, my grandma's 88th birthday is today. So my aunt's in town from Virginia. I'm going to kind of mini surprise birthday party for her. So, uh, God, I hope she doesn't listen to the show. We'll ruin the surprise. <laughs> It'll be after her birthday that it posts, so it won't be a problem. True that, yep. So, but uh, next time we record, I'll be, I'll be back. And, yeah. Well, you know, i got to give you props. Now you're now on the level. You're showing up on your grandmother's 88th birthday. That That's on par with me showing up after having four people. Yes. Yeah. Because I, 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 I totally would have, you know, you could have gotten a pass for that. So, yeah. thank you. So. And I'm out. All right, and Corbs is off now, so we're going to turn it back over to Dr. Hugh for Hugh's News. All right, the news is going to be a little short this week. I have to be honest with you. I did not feel like doing much research or even uh, reading or looking at any comic book stuff after Thursday night. Um, but, you know, there, there are a few things going on right now that I did want to touch on. First of all, uh, if you're a fan of any of CBS's shows, you know, good for you. A whole bunch of stuff got renewed this week. Uh, things that haven't been renewed, though, are any of the new shows yet. None of them have been announced, including Supergirl, interestingly enough. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that people need to start worrying, especially given that they're doing the the Flash crossover. I believe that's this, this week. week. Uh, the, the show seems to be doing well. Uh, it is interesting uh, that it was not announced to be renewed yet. And we'll just have to keep watching that and see what what's happening. Uh, I wonder if they're maybe saving, saving that uh, particular announcement for a convention of Ooh. some sort. 
such as WonderCon, which it, is going on as we speak? It, it could be. Uh, so, on to WonderCon for our second news story. There's been some interesting uh, stuff coming out of the Marvel camp, and they've talked about the upcoming Civil War too. Now, a lot of us, myself included, kind of thought, well, this is going to be a, you know, a tie-in because they have a Civil War movie coming out, and... You know, they want to make sure there's a comic on the shelves that, you know, mirrors that. You know, they're, they're going to be doing a stupid sequel to Civil War. And I mean, I wasn't super impressed when they announced it considering the timing of the movie. But they've come out and made the statement that this originally was not called Civil War II. It was a really good story idea with some new stuff they've never done. And somebody made the comment that if you don't call this Civil War II, that's what everybody else is going to call it. So you might as well get ahead of that and do it. So that kind of gives me faith that this is not just a, a cash-in. Uh, that they actually have something of substance planned for Civil War, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a pretty good. Yo, oh, Paul, you Paul, sorry, Paul looked like he wanted to say something. I do, but I want to let you finish your hey, thought go ahead, first. Go ahead. Um, have you read anything into this plot-wise? I have not. Oh my! I've been staying away from. Please, cool. please lay some knowledge on. Um, what we found out so far is they find a new powered individual, possibly an Inhuman. I'm not sure who can actually see the outcome of major events that are going to happen. Okay. And <clears throat> the ideology behind the, the split on this one is Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, wants to take advantage of this so they can like be preemptive for these things. So yeah. they can they can change the outcome, change the future basically. Whereas Tony Stark and his group says no, we shouldn't do that. We should let history roll out the way it is. Which I find uncharacteristic, because isn't Tony Stark a futurist? Well, he is, but you have to... I, I would say this sounds kind of like Minority Report. He might have a problem with punishing people for things <clears throat> they haven't actually done yet. Because that kind of takes away free will, and if anything, Tony believes in free will. I very true, it. yes. Um, but it just sounds very interesting. I, I don't remember... The lineups, who's like who's falling on what side at this point. The ones that of interest I did take note in were Spider-Man falls on the side of wanting to manipulate this. Um, War Machine also wants to manipulate this, so he is he's chosen chosen an opposite side as his best bud has. Okay. Um, we have a Captain America on either side. Sam Wilson is on Tony's side, and Steve Rogers is on. Captain Marvel's side. Ant-Man has chosen a side, which I don't know which side he has chosen, and I believe Nova has chosen a side. I'm surprised Spider-Man didn't just say, fuck all y'all, this didn't work out very yeah. well for me the last time. I agree. Um, and I guess Spider-Man's getting a mini out of it. He's one of the spin-off miniseries. So. Of course Spider-Man's getting a mini out of an event. <laughs> I, I'm not, I would not be surprised if Deadpool gets one, too. I know he's involved in it, because why wouldn't you put all of your big popular characters in something right now? Yeah. Um, but again, I think the no, the X-Men are involved because they're getting a, a miniseries out of it. So. Yeah, as well as... Uh, what What's the teaser they just put out at WonderCon? Death of X? That's interesting. Yeah. You know, and when you said, uh, I believe it's an Inhuman, I, I wanted to say, of course it's an Inhuman because Marvel's trying to kill all the mutants. Um, I, I wonder, do you really think they'll go there? Do you really think they'll take the, the mutant equation out of it and make everybody in humans somehow, some way? I hope not. I mean, I, it ruins a lot of history. I mean, I understand why they're doing it. 
Well, it doesn't ruin the history <clears throat> unless they retcon something. It just prevents the future. Yes, which is uh, it's it's a shame. Doesn't need to be done. We don't need the Zack Snyder effect in, in our Marvel comics. <laughs> oh God, no, we don't. And lastly, because like I said, this is a bit of a uh, short uh, news segment. Uh, some new details have just come out of WonderCon about the new DC Hanna-Barbera comics. Now, we said this looked weird, specifically pointing at the Scooby-Doo one, um, looking all, you know, hipster and futuristic. They've now given us some details on this. Now, I gotta tell you, I wanted to go talk about all of these, what they're doing with the Space Ghost and Johnny Quest, but the line I'm about to read to you uh, about the Scooby-Doo reboot, what DC is doing with Scooby-Doo. I read this line and immediately had attack of diarrhea and wasn't able to read the rest of the story. It was that bad. Oh boy. Okay? Hit me. I I'm going to hit you. Basically, Scooby Apocalypse is going to kind of be a mashup of Scooby-Doo and The Walking Dead. Okay? Now, everybody loves Scooby-Doo. I imagine the guys at DC sitting around in Los Angeles, parachuting Molly and being as bro as they possibly can be, going, hey man, wouldn't it be cool if Scooby-Doo got, got mashed up with like Walking Dead? Does anybody have a Fruitopia? I really want a Fruitopia. What a fucking horrible idea, guys. Okay, again, this goes back to my four-year-old. Can my four-year-old read a book with zombies in it? No, no. she can't. Yeah. What is Scooby-Doo for four-year-olds? and adults who have a, a love of classic Hanna-Barbera cartoons. This is not a good idea. No, Oh, I mean, it was one thing to update their look and give them technology, but now it's going to be Scooby-Doo and The Walking Dead? Oh. I don't understand. Yeah, you know, we call Marvel the house of ideas. We need to call DC the house of bad ideas. The house of shit. I, I just, I don't understand how, how this makes sense beyond somebody's drug-induced fever dream. I, I can't... I mean... Man. This was the rest of the dream sequence that Bruce was having that we didn't see. That's what it is. I, ruh Raggy, look, there's some walkers. I mean... I don't understand. So, yes, we're going to get Scooby-Doo and the gang battling zombies, apparently. I, I could have went my whole life without that being a thing. Yeah, yeah, I... I don't even know how to come out of this news segment because that's just so awful. I gotta make the poops. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's um, the news, folks. Grab your ankles. Right. This has been a very downtrodden episode. Yes, it has. Um, how about the book club? Do we, have, do we have any redeeming value coming out of the book club this week? We do have something of redeeming value out of the book club. Um, I The only comic I read this week, again, because of how I felt after BVS was uh, Batman number 50, um, only because we all know that, you know, Batman and Superman are returning to their roots as of issues 50s of both books. Can I say that? Was that proper grammar? I'm not sure. Uh, and unlike Superman's return to power, which seemed rushed and weird and not really satisfying, Batman's return uh, was fine. I feel that it could have benefited from being a two-part issue. Um, it seemed like it was a longer than normal issue, but it, I wish there was a little more time to develop. But overall, it was a good story. It was a good return to form. It was triumphant. It gave everybody their hero moments, including Jim Gordon, who I kind of feel came out as the real hero of the book. Um, not really thrilled with the new costume. I know you and I have talked about that, Paul. 
and the only thing I really don't like about it is the yellow outline on the bat symbol because I look it looks weird but it's not uh, uh, I hate this costume kind of thing it's it's different I mean like I, I said the other day it kind of looks like a Walmart toy uh, it may grow on me but I'm willing to give it a shot I just think it looks a little odd but the rest of the costume is cool and I feel like, if nothing else, Snyder and Capullo got to bring their, their story full circle. I feel wherever they were in their their, uh, their story, when DC said, you have to bring these characters back for the movies, they were like, oh yeah, we got plenty of time. We were going to do it in issue 51 anyway. That's really what it feels like. Gotcha. Like maybe it got shut, cut short by an, by an issue because I, I can imagine, given how Snyder has given good development to characters throughout his run, um, I can't imagine that he just dropped, I don't want to say dropped the ball, but... Um, miscalculated this book it, it just feels like it got cut short by a few issues right and overall like editorial mandate yeah. yeah but it was a good issue it was a good wrap up to the story I feel like everybody got their due uh, at, at the end of it everything's really back to the status quo in a, a satisfying way rather than a, a hurry up and push that reset button way definitely go out to uh, your local comic shop especially if it happens to be Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shopping Town Mall and pick that up if you're a Batman fan because it was a good read and probably the only bit of Batman that gave me hope this week well I mean it's the you know the S shield that stands for hope fuck the S shield <laughs> it stands for shit <laughs> that's what it stands for <laughs> I do I'm sorry <laughs> Okay, now I also have not read comics this week, um, but I am immersed in something I picked up from the Disney vacation, um, and that would be the Bounty Hunters Code, um, subtitled from the Files of Boba Fett. Is this a book, comic book? It is a book, hardcover. Um, it's part of a series of four books. Um, I'll go into what the other ones are in a minute. But this, I mean, these are all immersive. They, they, these are books from within the Star Wars universe. This is basically the book that was issued to bounty hunters when they joined the Bounty Hunters Guild. It's like they, their, their full handbook. And this is in the current? In universe, yes. This is, this is, these are being sold at Disney. This is not Star Wars Legends? No. Okay. Um, what's cool about it is they, they, the beginning of it is a write-up from... The Rebel Alliance, where they supposedly found this on the Slave One, which was in orbit around Tatooine after the events of Return of the Jedi. Okay. And it's got almost like an like an evidence report, like they're filing it, putting it in, and then throughout the book you find out that this book, had, this particular copy, has passed hands from. Um, Dengar, Greedo, like they all have notes in the the margins of the yeah, book. It's it's, it's cool. really cool. Like there's one where Greedo had wrote a note about Boba Fett, and he responds with something like big words from a from a uh, a dead coward. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so. I mean, it's really interesting where they go with it. I can't attest to the other ones yet. I haven't read them. I do have all four books in the series. We have the Bounty Hunters Code. We have the Book of the Sith, um, the Jedi Handbook, and the brand new one that just came out is the Imperial Officer's Handbook. So, you know what's funny is they're doing an entire book series on books that, ha that exist within the universe, in a universe that's never actually shown us a book, has it? You ever seen a book on screen, Star Wars? No. 
Yes. Wait, we did? Wait, in, in the prequels. What, oh, okay, that doesn't count. In the library? I, I don't remember. I, I blocked that out mostly. The prequels. Oh, should I tell my, my, my prequel story with Madison? You should. You should. Okay, because, yeah, check this book series out. You can buy them at any reputable bookseller, like actual books, or you can find them on Amazon for half the price, just saying. And do you think that Jeff could order them? You know, the Jeff from Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shopping Town Mall? I'll bet you he could. You might want to ask. Amazon, seriously, half the price. Just saying. <laughs> Stop it. That's where I got them. Because I was looking at Disney, and like they were 25 bucks a pop at Disney. I didn't spend that much. So anyway, um, we've made it all clear. I don't, that has really bothered me. I don't know why. Uh, we've made it clear that Madison's huge into Star Wars. Yes. Huge into it. She did her Jedi training and everything. Loved every minute of it. Battled Darth Vader. Defeated him. That's right. My six-year-old defeated Darth Vader. Along with the other 20 that were on the stage. But still. What? Anyway, so we get back. And uh, I was home with them one day while my wife was working. And I don't know what Kylie was doing. But... Madison has to watch a movie. And due to the fact that her librarian at school had clued her into the fact that a movie about Little Anakin Skywalker existed because she found her a library book in, in the school library, you know, so thanks a lot, Elmcrest Elementary. You were the gateway. Uh, I said, hey, do you want to watch a Star Wars movie you've never seen before? It's about Anakin when he was a little boy. And she was like, yeah! So I put in episode one, and I'm going about my business. They're watching it. I'm popping in now and then, watching, you know, the three cool parts that are in it. <laughs> and um, I pop in at one point, and Madison's over, sitting on the couch. And she's playing with toys. And I said, hey, you know, you like the movie? And she just looks up at me and says, Daddy, how long is this movie? I said, I don't know, honey. You know, it's a normal movie length. Why? And she just kind of looks sheepishly at me. I'm like, what's the matter? She says, Daddy, can we turn this off? <laughs> My six-year-old who is in love with Star Wars has already learned that the prequels are shit. That's no part of them. So, Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know. Yes. Um, you know what I find interesting and a little infuriating right now? Uh, kind of talking about the same thing. Well, other than... Batman, yeah, yeah. Superman? Um, Avery, my four-year-old, uh, absolutely loves Darth Vader. Actually, she calls him Dark Vader. She can't get the Darth right. Nice. Or she refuses to, one of the two. I don't care. It's fucking cute. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's her favorite Star Wars character, first of all. Okay? Now, she is always talking about Dark Vader. Dark Vader this. Dark Vader that. Um, in fact, uh, yesterday, we were talking about it, and I told her that the new movie was going to come out soon. You know, Force Awakens. And I asked her if she wanted to see the new Star Wars movie. And she said, is Dark Vader in it? And I said, well, honey, Dark Vader died, remember? You know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, and she didn't say anything. I'm like Avery, Avery, I keep talking back to her because we're in the car. She's in the back seat, and she goes, "Mmm," like she didn't want to talk about it. And oh. she goes, "I don't like Luke Skywalker because he killed Darth Vader." And I said, "No, honey, the Emperor killed Darth Vader. <laughs> Luke actually saved his father. He even said, you, you, you already saved me.'" And I recap the entire uh, ending sequence. She seemed very upset. Now she still wants to. She said she'd still watch The Force Awakens, uh, but yeah, she was very traumatized. She's pissed off that Darth Vader is dead. Now, given that this is her favorite character, okay, we've been trying to find her Darth Vader stuff. In fact, she specifically asked because we need to get her a new swimsuit. She's like, "I want a Darth Vader swimsuit." Hmm. 
Do you know that they don't make Darth, Darth Vader, I was going to say Darth Vader, Darth Vader merchandise for girls? We, we, we managed to find one two-piece that wasn't at Target before, because we've searched, been searching for like three, four months now. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, she's four. She doesn't really wear a two-piece. It's not appropriate. Right. It doesn't work for her. Um, but if you try to find Darth Vader stuff for girls, all you get are sexy costumes. It's not cool. Though. No, that's not cool. And, and we actually ended up for Easter, we're getting her a Darth Vader shirt. We had to go buy a plain white shirt with Darth Vader on it, meant for like tie-dyeing at um, Michael's. Really? So to make for that's the only Darth Vader stuff we could find for a girl uh, of her size. I just find that that's awful. It's I mean, odd. They're, they're making the assumption that a girl wouldn't be into Darth Vader. Now, granted, I can understand why that might not be a huge demographic for them, but to not even try really upsets me. Yeah. There should be something out there, just a limited selection. You actually see a lot of that just in general with Star Wars. Like, Kristen commented on it when we were at Disney. We were in all of the gift shops there because I was not going to pass up a chance to find Star Wars stuff to buy. And she kept saying, she goes, why is it there's nothing for little girls with Ray on it? Like, she could not find... She wanted to buy Madison a shirt, a hoodie, something. Nothing. So it's not... I mean, there's no stuff for little girls for Star Wars. It's like they're still doing the like the 1980s thinking that girls don't like boy stuff. So it, we could not find anything for Madison other than a toy. And I mean, obviously the toys are still geared towards boys. They're action figures. They're weaponry. So I, I feel you, brother. I feel you. Well, it's not there. As far as the toys go, I don't think we need um, salon dress-up Ray or anything like that. I mean, no, they I'm, tried that with the prequels. I remember that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine with them being action figures, but it, it's funny that they wouldn't market to girls in a movie that has a girl as their, the, main character, the, main character. the main character for the, the trilogy they're creating. That's really weird. Yeah. And they say that... that they didn't because they wanted to hide her identity or her blah 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 they just didn't think it was going to sell Yeah. and now they're seeing the backlash so they're hurrying everything out with Ray all over it so uh, but Toys R Us if you wanted to get her a plush Darth Vader just, they have them I've seen some of those well I've, I've seen one that's about this tall which is about a foot and a half I've seen a little like a six inch like super deformed with the big head yeah now that you've mentioned she's really into Darth Vader, I'll be on the lookout for you. Okay, thank so. you. Anything else? We've we've gone an hour and a half now. Well, you, you know, I, I want to apologize for how worked up I am about uh, BBS. Uh, you know, th this is our you know maybe and maybe sometimes people forget when they listen to this that this is our platform. This is kind of where we work our feelings out. And I certainly don't want people to think the Geek Pod is turning into a, a hate-filled mess more than it already is. Um, but, I, you know, clearly that this really upset both of us and a lot of other people. So, you know, I do apologize if you really loved the movie. I'd love to hear what... I'd love to hear what you have to say to those things. And I would love to hear things beyond, well, this is the grown-up version or things like that. I think we've covered that, and we've covered that why, why that those answers we're already getting from the film camp aren't acceptable. If somebody can make me see the, this film in a different light, I would thank them. I agree. Because it, it, would, it, it would go a long way towards bringing expectations back for the future DC Cinematic Universe, because right now mine are at zero. That's still pretty high. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
And since it's been a show of absolute weirdness, um, I do have a WTF file. And this happened on, because I, I, I wrote a note in my phone so I would remember it, because I did not want to miss one tiny detail of this. So I immediately, as soon as I got into my car that day, I wrote a note on my phone. And so this happened um, 1.21 p.m. on March 18th. I don't know exactly what day that was right now, but maybe a Thursday, maybe a Friday. I don't know. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm just going to get right into it. Walking to my car on lunch, um, I bumped into a gentleman on the street. And, Paul um, can't read his own typing now. Um, I've mentioned this guy before, because I've ran into him before. Um, listeners may remember the... NBA dream story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same guy. And uh, I was crossing one way and he was coming towards me. We were going to bisect each other. And his eyes light up, so there was obviously recognition there. And uh, he's like, uh, hey, how's it going? And I said, you know, I'm pretty good. Hey, how are you? And he responds to me with, and I quote, hey. Hold on. Or was there a long pause? Because you did quote. <laughs> hey, have you ever been followed around by a guy with a mustache? <laughs> oh, I'm not done. I said no, and I kind of chuckled. You know, and he goes, me either. Can you imagine? I would fucking kill that motherfucker. Walking. <laughs> I bet he wasn't a Magnum PI fan then. I looked around to see if there was a guy with a mustache. There was <laughs> an older black gentleman further down. No mustache, no beard, nothing. I. What the fuck? I had not, I literally raced to my car from that so I could write that down verbatim because I had to get the delivery perfect on that. That is, uh, that guy probably needs some help. Yeah. I, I still don't have words for it. Yeah. Other than the ones I wrote down, obviously. Yeah. But I think <laughs> that's going to put a cap on this show. Yeah, um... Can I ask you, Paul? Do you mind if I close this out this time? Feel free. You have anything else to say? I don't. The mics are yours. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this show. And megabyte me, Zack Snyder. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.